Hey guys, welcome back to the Make Life Matter podcast. I am so excited to be back with you today and even maybe especially excited because this is my launch week for my third book, Astounded, Encountering God in Everyday Moments, 52 devotions filled with heartfelt stories, humor, and hope. In fact, if you are listening to this before Thursday, October 1st, which is when it launches, you can even join us online for the launch event. So just go to AngelaDonatio.com. We're having an amazing online event. Carol McLeod will be with us. Jesse Seneca, Lisa Potter, fun giveaways. It is just going to be an amazing night. So what is Astounded? Why did I write it? Who is it for? What can you expect if you get it? I want to tell you about it today. And I want to read one of the devotionals, actually the last devotional in the entire book, which also shares a little bit about an experience that I've been through this year in 2020. Some days real life is more outrageous than fiction, but sometimes everyday moments are God's intended miracles. Astounded is a collection of raw personal stories that show us how to keep our eyes peeled for the miracle hidden in life's ordinary and even messy moments. These 52 devotions are the encouragement and the reprieve women need to step away from our schedules and our stress and take a deep breath. You know, before 2020, I would have said that we are living overscheduled lives. And this year, I would say we are living overtaxed lives. We're overtaxed by uncertainty, by shifting normals, by adjustments, by not knowing what's coming around the corner. And through humor and hope, Astounded will give you a reprieve. It's going to help you learn how God can use the worst of circumstances to bring out the best in us, to laugh at life's unpredictable moments while we apply the Bible to our everyday lives, and to look for opportunities to make your life matter and moments matter no matter what. Some of the topics that I cover include, you know, stories from me as a mom, as a pastor's wife, as a musician, as an adventure junkie, and as an author of two Bible studies. I understand the roles women carry and the unique pressures that we face. I share stories that connect us all. Topics like when your want to is worn out. I know God can do it, but sometimes I'm just not sure I want to. We get worn out fighting with a strong-willed child or waiting for the apology we think we deserved and we never got. We get worn out struggling with a distant spouse. And the cure for a worn-out want-to is surrender. I talk about the story in John chapter 5 where Jesus met the man and healed the man by the pool of Bethesda. I teach us some action steps we can take when our want to is worn out. Or stories like when a promise is stuck in transit. You know, we can all relate to the wait. I know this year we keep thinking, how much longer are we going to be dealing with some of these situations? Well, what happens in the waiting? I tell us in this devotion that our character is tested. If you look at Abraham, he waited for a son and God made him the father of many nations. It's in the waiting periods of our life that God develops our character. Our motives are refined. Joseph waited for freedom and God elevated him from the prison to the palace. What else happens in the wait? Well, our fear is exposed. And I imagine many of us have had to deal with fear that maybe we didn't even know was there lurking in small corners of our heart. 
that came to the surface this year with all that we've dealt with in 2020. You know, David waited for God's timing in the Bible, and God eventually made him king. During these waiting periods, God uproots our worry, and he wants to replace it with peace. And finally, our priorities are realigned. Paul waited years to begin his ministry after he encountered Jesus on the Damascus Road. And in these waiting seasons, God changes us from the inside out. So when our want to is worn out, when a promise is stuck in transit, also, I have a devotion called Dodge Distraction. You know, I'm embarrassed to say, but that devotion tells about a time that I went to a conference at our church, and when I came out after six or seven hours, I I went to get in my car, and I heard it kind of purring, and I put my hand toward the hood, and it was scorching hot. Guys, I had left my car running for the entire day. And as I was thinking, how in the world did I do that? I realized that the morning when I pulled in, I was dangerously distracted. In that story, I talk about Luke 10, where Martha was hosting Jesus for dinner. And can you imagine having Jesus in your house? I'm sure I would be distracted about making sure everything was was clean and the dinner was perfect. And, and Jesus said to her, Martha, you are so worried. You are so distracted by so many things and only one thing matters. And what that one thing is, is spending time with God. And when we're distracted, we miss meaningful moments. We can be derailed by distraction. I share there how we can elude the dangers of distraction. There's also one called Never Go Out of Style. And it was a funny conversation between me and my husband about a day that I wore these leg warmers. And if you were born you know, and went to high school like me in the 80s, then you remember leg warmers. And I'm sure at some point they've come back in style. And at the point that I was wearing those, I felt like they were hip and cool. And the whole point of that is the thing that never goes out of style is gratitude. And, you know, gratitude matters a lot to Jesus. There's a story in Luke 17 of 10 lepers that Jesus healed and only one returned to thank him. I really literally cannot get my head around that, that These people were healed of leprosy, a crippling disease that was eating away at their flesh, rendering them an outcast. And nine of them are healed by Jesus and do not return. And Jesus literally says there to the one who returned, didn't I heal 10? Where are the other nine? And that just shows us that gratitude does matter to Jesus. And I share some practical ways that we can practice gratitude. There's also a letter from a lonely laundry basket. You know, when my kids were little, I used to do laundry all the time. And if you've got littles or a handful of kids in that, you know, elementary school age, you totally get it. Or athletes, you know, in their high school years. But when my kids were grown, I would walk by the laundry basket and realize that, you know, a week had gone by and it was just this pitiful little load of laundry. And so I wrote a letter from the lonely laundry basket and to address what we do when we're staring down a shifted normal. God knows the condition of our fragile hearts when we're in those situations. And maybe you are right now, maybe you're staring down a shifted normal this year with 2020 or nothing turned out the way you thought it was going to. Maybe your business is struggling or a relationship is strained. And in Joshua 1, we meet a man struggling with monumental loss and a shifted normal. I love what God says to him there. No one will stand against you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. There's also one called a life-size screen protector. 
And there's just a number of times that I have been brutal to my phone. Guys, I don't understand. I literally am in the phone hall of shame. I have lost it. I have dropped it. And I've washed it out with the tide. We were on a beach vacation. And I even put it in the microwave when I was exhausted one day. I had coffee in one hand, the phone in the other. And I was talking to my husband in the kitchen. And I started smelling something burning. And I'm like, what in the world? I thought I put my coffee in the microwave to warm it up. Guys, I had put my phone in the microwave. I took it to, you know, the store to fix it. And they said, I'm so sorry, but, you know, this is a a lost cause. And they never had anyone do that before. And I, you know, here I have all these stories of my phone. And then I left it on top of my car one day and drove off and then didn't realize until later that I had done that. And so I called my husband and we just looked up inside, you know, up and down the road on the side of the road and he found it. And there it was just cracked to smithereens. And I was standing in the kitchen again with my son. And I said, you know, I have the screen protector on here and that was supposed to protect it and keep that from happening. And and uh, he said, hey, mom, you know, peel back the screen protector. Maybe it's just a screen protector that's cracked. And I, I peel back the corner and sure enough, the phone was in great condition. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be great if life came with a life-size screen protector? You know, we get dinged, we get cracked, we get bruised and bumped. Trials and temptations attempt to weaken our resolve and get us to crack under pressure just like that phone case. But faith in God's heart protects our own. In that devotion, I talk about Daniel 3, where the three Hebrew children who had been taken out of their home and put in exile in Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were thrown into a fiery furnace because they refused to worship the statue of King Nebuchadnezzar. They refused to bow down to the idol of their culture. And we're in those situations today. The enemy wants us to bow down to idols around us. And as they refused to give in, God did not spare them being thrown in that fiery furnace, but instead he used it as an example to show and demonstrate his power and his glory. And maybe that's a word for someone today that that's exactly what he wants to do in your life. And God showed up in that situation. Jesus himself was in that fiery furnace and they were rescued without even a hair on their head being singed. And so God offers us his protection, but we have to get under it and we have to stay under it. I have a friend that always says to me, stay blessable. And what does that mean? It means God wants to bless us. He wants to protect us, but we have to live in a way that allows God to bless us to the fullness of what he desires. And we live according to his word, then he can bless us. And we live lives that are rich and fulfilled and full of purpose. I also have one called the power of praise. And, and I talk about my testimony as a survivor of two near death experiences and health crisis. And I was diagnosed with a rare disorder called superior mesenteric artery syndrome and SMA syndrome for short. And ironically, one day I was journaling and I was studying that story I just talked about in Daniel 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And for sake of time in my journal, I just abbreviated and, and, you know, these three Hebrew children were thrown into the fiery furnace and God was with SMA. And then I looked at it and I realized, God, SMA, SMA syndrome. You've been with me even in these fiery trials in ways that I never understood. 
And I also talk about in that story about Acts 16, where Paul and Silas encountered the presence of God, even in a prison after they had been brutally beaten for their faith. You know, we can encounter the presence of God anytime. They encountered it in a prison. You'll read in that story how I encountered it in a hospital room. When we choose to respond to trials with praise, because when our response is praise, God's response is power. I also have one called If My Sandals Could Speak, and that's about all my trips to Africa as the founder of Voice of the Voiceless. I used to wear this pair of Crocs that I absolutely loved, and finally they broke, and I felt like the character, Tom Hanks' character in Castaway, when his volleyball that he's made his friend and he's lived with is is washed out into the ocean and he's so distraught. And I have not to this day thrown that pair of Crocs away because so many things that they have seen and the places that they have carried me and the stories of the women and the children that I have had the privilege of meeting in Africa. Africa has wound its fingers around me so tight that I can only wear her home. And you will experience Africa through my eyes and through the eyes of these pair of sandals that in, that took me and carried me across the African continent. I also share one called Pivot Over Panic. And that really is about 2020. You know, Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This year has required us to constantly pivot when the enemy wants us to panic. But instead, this verse shows us how we can rehearse the goodness of God instead of the what ifs. We can reframe worry into prayer and we can release control and receive God's peace. And the last devotion in the entire book is called Take Shelter. And I just want to read that devotion. You can use these devotions weekly or daily for encouragement because each devotion includes a key Bible verse, fresh spiritual insight, and practical application to help you encounter God in everyday moments. So I'm going to read you from Take Shelter. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I'm so overwhelmed. My voice cracked with emotion. I trudged through the phone conversation in a fog as the insurance adjuster deemed my car a total loss. Thankfully, my husband graciously picked up where my physical and emotional limitations left off. Sometimes life pulls out in front of us when we least expect it. In February of 2020, 10 seconds shifted every area of my life for months to come. As I made my way through a green light at 45 miles an hour, another driver failed to yield. Instinctively, my hand hit the horn and my foot hit the brake. The impact of the collision deployed my airbag, causing a severe concussion and injuries to both hands and wrists. The first few weeks unfolded with doctor's visits and forms galore. X-rays on my wrist proved inconclusive, necessitating an MRI. My injured hand throbbed as I flattened it down inside of a clamp. My head pounded from a concussion-induced headache, and my heart ached from a tumbled mix of emotions. 
disappointment, frustration, and fear. Tears fell amid whirls and bangs as I laid on my back and stared up at the ominous machine. I questioned why I was on this all-too-familiar road of recovery once again. God comforted my weary mind, body, and spirit with the words of Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Even though life is unpredictable, God's character is unchanging. He is our shelter, our refuge, our fortress, no matter what. I spent six weeks in a cast to stabilize my right dominant hand and wrist, followed by invasive reconstructive surgery on the left. I implemented new strategies from a neurologist and I began the process of physical therapy to regain the use of my hand. As I typed this last devotional for Astounded, I am still in the process of recovering. I-N-G-ing. Is it a suffix? A prefix? Whatever it is, I'm struggling with ing. It's dangling on the end of that word recovering in place of a much more pleasant recovered. I'm tired of staring at piano keys I can't yet play. I'm drained from depending on others to drive. I'm weary from nagging headaches that slow my pace. Still, life is gradually returning to normal. I'm keenly aware that for many who suffer an unexpected impact in life, normal never looks the same. Yet difficult seasons serve as powerful teachers if we let them. They beckon us to be kinder to ourselves and to others. They ask us to sit with what we're feeling under the shelter of the Most High. In that sacred space, we surrender our bruised emotions to the God who is our refuge. His shelter is healing balm to a battered soul. Psalm 91, 14-16 offers eight reassuring promises to those who love and trust in the Lord. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. He rescues us. He protects us. He answers us. He is with us in trouble. He delivers us. He honors us. He satisfies us with long life. He shows us his salvation, and he leaves us astounded. I add new scars to my collections, one I can easily now see on my hand and wrist. They, like the others, become remembrances not of simply a dark season, but of the God who is our refuge. He promises purpose out of pain. In any season, God is our safe place. His presence is always the reprieve we need. Take shelter under his goodness as you keep your eyes peeled for the miracle hidden in everyday moments. Because sometimes, when we least expect it, God breathes on a situation and he leaves us astounded. Guys, I'm praying for you this week that you'll continue to lean in and look for the ways God is trying to reveal himself to you. He always wants to show himself strong. We just have to be looking. We have to be expectant. We have to believe that he wants to do something, not only in us and through us, but because of what might be happening in our life. 
No matter what, you can make life matter. I hope you're going to get a copy of Astounded. You can get it at AngelaDenadio.com or you can buy it at your favorite retailer or Amazon or ChristianBooks.com, all the places you go to find your favorite books. Until next week, keep living Astounded.